Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. Andrew Martinez, a student at Loris College, is a very busy man. He uh, is involved in various things across campus, and to add to his plate, he spent the summer in Washington, D.C. doing an internship. We're going to hear about all about it in this episode. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and joining me to talk about his busy Loris experience is Andrew Martinez. Andrew, welcome to the Dewhawk Digest. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. Well, thank you for taking the time to, to, to join me. I know you have a very busy schedule. And But before we get going, if anybody hears Andrew and they recognize his voice, it's because he is one of the co-hosts for Sabor Latino, our yes. Spanish-speaking podcast. And we've been on a hiatus with both this podcast and that one, and both of them are coming back in full force. I'm excited, yes. excited yes. to bring them back. And you're going to be hearing a lot more of Andrew in the coming, coming weeks. So get used to this voice because <laughs> you're going to be hearing a lot of it. <laughs> and what, like Robert said, we'll be coming back. We don't know in what capacity or when, but we'll definitely be back this semester, whether it's in a new format, whether it's with new people, um, we're going to see what we can do. We'll, we'll do some talking about it and, Expect some more from us. Expect some more from the Latino community. Absolutely. So uh, to get going with this, give me a little bit of background about you. What are you, what, uh, where did you start with? What What brought you to Loris in the first place? Awesome. Well, I mean, like you said, my name is Andrew Martinez, pronouns are he, him, el. I'm a senior this year. Oh, it feels so weird <laughs> saying that. Oh, senior this year, uh, studying business admin sociology with a criminal justice minor. Uh, what brought me to Loris? I mean... It's it's a long story, um, but I guess that's what we're here for. Right. Um, I am originally from Phoenix, Arizona. I was born in uh, Los Angeles. Um, I went to high school in Phoenix. My high school principal was an alumni from Loris, graduated in uh, 94, I believe. His name's Jim Sigmund. Mm -hmm. He uh, brought Robbie in, Robbie Strand from uh, admissions, and brought him into the office and said, hey, you know, we're going to bring in some students to talk to Loris and see you know, if we're interested or not. And nobody wanted to go. <laughs> nobody wanted to talk to Loris. And I was like, well, that sucks. I'm like, I'm going to go talk to Loris. So I went in, talked with Robbie. He gave me, you know, the big uh, Dewey uh, re ref resources and everything. And I was like, okay. I'm like, not bad, not bad. And kind of talked to me about flying me into Dubuque. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say no to that. And uh, I didn't really hear back uh, until about beginning of 20, uh, 2019. I got my flight scheduled for February of 2019. And I was like, yeah, you know, there's going to be snow. I'll just bring a hoodie and like a light jacket <laughs> and I should be fine. Right. Turns out it was the week after I think your polar vortex. Yeah. <laughs> in Dubuque. And so I was like, well, I'm like, if I'm going to get the, the Dubuque experience, I got it. Yeah, I definitely got it. You to go from Los Angeles and Arizona to a full blown winter <laughs> in the Midwest <laughs> to four seasons is yes. what it is. And, you know, I, I came for the visit and I had the this traditional scholarship day and it was an amazing experience. Uh, I met with different faculty, some staff and uh, I and I, I knew I knew that I found my community here. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew being from a, a small high school. Uh, I was going to get that one-on-one -on -one connection with professors, staff, or whoever it may be. And I knew I was going to be known by first-name basis. And it's it's been proven, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, and I'm happy to, you know, be here. I'm happy to have gotten along with so many different students, staff, faculty. I mean, 
and I've experienced so much in these four, I guess now four years. Oh my goodness. Um, these four years here that it, it was definitely worth flying over a thousand miles away from home, being the first in my family to go to college. And, you know, I'm showing my, not only my parents, but my cousins and my sisters that, you know, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's possible to do it outside of home, right? you know, because it wasn't an easy transition, uh, being a predominantly a PWI here. Um, it was a big culture shock, but I, I think over the years it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the center for inclusion and advocacy especially has expanded. Um, the student population has become a little more diverse than from when I started. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have more Latinos in class, more black students, more Asian students, more international students, even that it's, it, it, it's been proven good that I'm here and I'm yeah. happy to be here. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned that you're, you're a first gen student. What is, what's that experience been like, not just for you, but also for your parents? I mean, this is, this is new for all of you. Yeah. So how is that, how is that transition, even that, that first transition to even now, how has that gone as a, through, through, through Loris College as a, as a first gen? Well, I mean, you know, I'm grateful to be a part of the first generation uh, scholars program so that not only do I get the scholarship, but we also have the opportunity to do um, different sessions, whether it's on studying abroad, FAFSA. So I'm being informed here. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm getting the resources that I need that my parents don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of first gen students whose parents are trying. They they do their best to be hands on, do their research. Uh, My parents, you know, since they didn't go to college, they didn't get the same experiences. They they weren't able to do that. You know, I was in high school filling out my FAFSA by myself. I was doing my FAFSA here by myself. But in reality, I wasn't doing it here by myself. I was doing it here with the assistance of people like Zach, Leslie, uh, Sergio, Mm -hmm. or whoever it may be. I was getting the assistance that I probably wouldn't have gotten if I went anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, As for transitioning, I mean, something as simple as going to the counseling center has helped so much. I mean, uh, people don't realize the reality of homesickness when you when you're in college. Mm-hmm. Whether you're 30 hours from home, three hours from mm-hmm. home, even 30 minutes from home, I mean, homesickness in a new environment and a new community will it will hit you. Yeah. And you know, I'm grateful to have services like the counseling center here. People like Sergio. People like, I mean, they're not here anymore. But Bella, Kelsey, and Kim, and Student Life, and every every single resource on campus that I've utilized. They, they've helped me transition to be the student that I am now Mm -hmm. and the person that I've become. And honestly, I, and I, it's not bragging, it's not anything, but I feel like being a first gen student, I've utilized about every single resource that I've can on campus just to make that transition to me easier or to make things not difficult and not to follow that first generation stereotype of staying home or not Mm -hmm. going to college or dropping out. So it's it's been a hard road, but it's mm-hmm. been one that's definitely been worth it. Well, and to you know, kudos to you for taking advantage to every resource you have to to make that because it, it is a hard road. I mean, yeah. it's hard for for anybody to just you change your lifestyle completely because you're going to college. But to, when everything is new and different, and when you're across, you know, literally across the country, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's even it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a little more uh, <laughs> intensified, but no, but that's that's. Uh, Definitely a, a feather in your cap for, yeah. for taking advantage of it. But um, talking about you as a student, you as a student is a very are a very per- busy person. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I just came in here out of breath. I was like, I'm sorry, Robert. I'm here. I'm here. So, and you you gave me a rundown of everything that you're doing this semester. Why don't you share that? Uh, I will. So I am very involved on campus, and I did that since my. I told actually in high school I was super involved. 
Uh, and I told myself, when I'm in college, I'm not going to do as much as I did. I'm like, I'm just going to hang out. I'm going to do my classes. I was wrong. <laughs> I was very wrong about that. Um, this year, I'm grateful to be a president of Laura Slulak, the League of United Latin American Citizens. Um, I'm also the pre vice president of the student government. Uh, what else am I doing? Uh, this is my third year as a peer advisor. So this is my fifth class of first year students, which has, it's been amazing. I mm -hmm. mean, to see, I, I've been seeing some of my first group of students around campus and I'm like, you guys are juniors already? <laughs> like what? <laughs> the fact that I have them in my classes with me, I'm like, oh my gosh. So it, 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 that fifth year or third year is a PA fifth group. And then I am a resident advisor in Beckman this year. Okay. So I got the, got the nice new kitchen and my nice laundry room. Um, nice. and I'm also a human resources intern at AY McDonald as well. Okay. So I, I got a lot on my plate. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of free time. Right? Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. In addition to doing a, a full load of classes. So it's, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot going on, but, definitely. um, but I, let's talk a little bit about LULAC now being the president. Um, how is that? How is that organization faring at this point? I mean, it's it's still relatively new to campus, but after yes. a few more years, it's definitely getting its feet under. Yeah. Feet under so, it, so my first year, I came in, and LULAC was uh, I think it was just starting off. It might have established the year prior or the semester before, mm -hmm. um, and we were a good group. We had a solid group, of about 25, 30 students, and it was a Latino-based organization, and it was predominantly Latinos. Uh, over the years, especially after uh, the pandemic hit, it kind of went down. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff was online. Meetings were online. We really had to cancel events that we couldn't do. So it, it kind of went down. And after last year, uh, thanks to Brian Moose and Claire Mendez, I mean, you know, we, we kind of revamped a little bit and we started bringing in um, some more Latino students that we didn't think um, were as involved as they, they were before. And mm -hmm brought them in and you know I was in as the education chair so I tried to do as much as I can to help and uh, we ended up in Washington DC in March of uh, 20, 2021 or 2022 yeah uh, so this year March of this wow the time is going by <laughs> uh, March of this year we were in Washington DC and I think that kind of uh, got some some a lot of students were kind of seeing that we were out there and we're like mm -hmm. what well, we can do stuff like that too if we mm -hmm. joined. So I think that that got a lot of students interested and in, uh, starting our Brown Academic Excellence Nights, our Bay Nights every Sunday where we're, and I'm going to air quote studying <laughs> because <laughs> once you get a group of Latinos together, we, we do more than studying. We're just sitting down and we're talking and we're, <laughs> we're on our phones, but the best we can, we, we encourage studying and we invite all students to come up and, you know, sit in the Center for Inclusion Advocacy and we provide snacks. Sometimes we have pizza, sometimes we have different foods and it, we're getting more. We're getting more students. We're getting more involved. Um, this year, you know, as president, I'm hoping to do, a, you know, add add to that. Mm -hmm. uh, not only focus on the cultural events, but also the ad the act advocacy and activism uh, aspect of LULAC. As you know, it's uh, advocacy and whether it's education, whether it's housing, whether it's jobs, uh, voting. So, you know, we're hoping to do a little bit more with that. Um, we're hoping to do a voting voter registration booth in the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, we're also hoping to get either an early polling station on campus or one on election day. So that's good. We have a, we actually have a full executive board this year. So that, that's, fantastic. That, that's something that we really haven't been able to do in a while, but we have our, our we have two marketing chairs, we have president, vice president, secretary, we have an activism chair. I mean, I think that's awesome. Uh, and then we have our education chair as well. So we're hoping to break into committees this year, bring in a lot more members and, mm -hmm. You know, the, one of the things I said at Campus Fest to all students is you don't have to be Latino to join. 
You don't have to be Latino or Latina. You just have to be for the cause. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that that, you know, brings in a little bit more students, whether it's our, our white students or black students, just encourage them to see what we do for our Latino community, mm -hmm. not only in Loris, not only in Dubuque, but just on a national level. So I'm hoping we're going to see what we can do with LULAC this year. Um, maybe we could take 10 people to D.C. instead of four. Um, you know, I'm also uh, I'm leading the Trek trip this year to D.C. Okay. in April. So I'm definitely encouraging a lot of not only Latino students, but all students to join me. And hopefully we can get some experiences that I got over the summer. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to see where LULAC goes this year and, and in future years as well. Well, and I think when you have the excitement and the, the involvement from the people at the top, including yourself, that, that bleeds down into gets other people excited and want to be involved too and helps carry it forward. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. So I'm excited to see not only what I do this year, but what, what happens when I'm gone. You yeah. know, what kind of, I don't want to say what legacy I'll leave because it's not just me, but it's other students. What legacy all of us other students have left. Yeah, So absolutely. it's exciting. Well, let's go back to, you mentioned going to D.C. and you were there for, for two months over the summer. Yes. What was that experience all about? Well, it was the, I'm going to say it's the experience of a lifetime so far. Mm -hmm. So far. Um, somebody told, I, I've been saying for a while, it's the experience of a lifetime, but I'm like, I still have a lifetime to live. <laughs> so, so far it's been amazing. Uh, I was there and I got there in June. June, I was a uh, social policy and government relations intern for Catholic Charities USA. Um, thank you to actually uh, Monsignor Ensler, Father John Ensler, mm -hmm. uh, got me that internship. So it's, it's those Loris connections that really get you, uh, anywhere. Right. Um, I was, uh, a Valder scholar this year, so I was grateful to have received funding, uh, in order to travel anywhere I wanted. And it was all thanks to, you know, Mike and Janet Valder who were from Arizona. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to have received that from them and gotten the funding, it was, I was a blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, it was, it was great. I, I was struggled a little bit at the beginning adapting to a new environment. I was, uh, living in the city. Uh, um, Catholic Charities is headquartered in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. So it's a little bit outside of uh, about maybe five minutes outside the city. So it's it's from what I said when I went into the office, we're in D.C. We're in <laughs> D.C. Um, but I, I did a lot of advocacy work. Um, my primary focus, I did research on the Latinx community. So it was uh, research based on um, five different topics besides immigration. Uh, so something I was told coming in, obviously I had the background with LULAC, uh, and I have just a passion overall for Latinx social justice mm -hmm. that, um, you know, they sat me down and they talked about what were my strengths, what were something I was uh, wanting to focus on. And that was something that I wanted. So I, um, was told by my boss, give me about three to four pages of research of anything of Latinx social justice. Uh, and he, he gave me the whole summer for three to four pages. Oh. So I was like, okay, uh, last day of my internship came, I went with 12 pages, <laughs> went with 12 pages. And I focused on, um, I focused on small business capital, education, uh, housing jobs and uh, healthcare. Hmm. And I, I split it up, kind of did my research on what, what are the key issues within the Latinx community and those key areas. And, uh, and honestly, some, one of the things that I was told by so many people is you can't come with a problem without a resolution, mm -hmm. you know? And, while it might be easier to do that, you know, in places like higher ed and here in Loris, it's a little bit difficult when it comes to a government level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, what I tried to do was do some research on some bills or, um, you know, I got very comfortable with congress.gov mm -hmm. where I researched a lot of bills, senate.gov, house.gov, and 
Uh, I sat through hearings. I sat through um, different meetings with legislative uh, senators, rep- representatives, uh, staff, and it, w- it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never thought I'd be able to sit in a meeting or lobby at all. Uh, I was able to go to the Capitol a couple of times and lobby in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a meeting at the White House. Like, I just things that every time I was there, I was my coworkers would see me and they'd be like, why are you so happy? You know, they're, <laughs> they're like, I never thought I'd do this. Right. You know, like this is something that I, especially as a Latino, I mean, we're not that we're not given these, these specific opportunities, but it's, you know, they're predominantly taken by white individuals mm-hmm. sometimes where I, when I was there, it was kind of like years ago, I don't think we would have seen a Latino here. Mm-hmm. Or we wouldn't have seen a Latino intern or a Latino legislator. And now we're increasingly coming up and increasingly being represented in the House, represented in the Senate, represented as interns. Mm-hmm. So it's it was amazing. I mean, I, I would come in in my suit and my, my Mexican-American pin. I had my LULAC pin. I had all of this. You know, I wanted to be able to show them that I wasn't any normal intern. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to show them that I was Latino. I was there to work. I was there to learn, and I was there to listen. Yeah, and it w- it was amazing. I mean, I I just I'm still I'm in shock. I'm in awe right now, and it's. I tell people when they ask me how my experience was, I just have no words. Sometimes, <laughs> I have no words because it was. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's great. <laughs> do you do you kind of look back on it and like? Is there a certain point in like? Okay, yes, I'm in Washington DC right now. You like what is there like a telltale moment <laughs> yes. like okay, there's that reality check like wow, I'm really doing this. So, it was uh so I was grateful enough to have Fridays off. You know, I experienced 4-day work weeks which <laughs> let's let's make that a thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um it was great. I had Fridays off and every week, every Friday, uh depending on my my schedule, uh, I did the best I can to volunteer my time to the Washington DC community. Uh, so I did some volunteer work on the side just just for fun, you know, just because I was bored. And I if I wanted to bag groceries one day, I did that. If I wanted to, um, what else did I do? I did a lot of that, food prep. Um, but there was this one day where I went from volunteering and I took the metro to the National Mall. Mm. And um, as a Latino, obviously, I'm a Mexican-American, a second-generation Mexican-American. But I, I've never felt so proud of being American until I was there. You know, I stood at the at, right by the Washington Monument one day and I kind of just looked at it and I, I stood there and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I'm actually like here. Like I can I can take a metro and walk down the National Mall whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can take the metro to Arlington uh, Cemetery and watch the changing of the guard whenever I want to. And I, I think that's where it hit when I was just at those monuments that and um, I visited the uh, National it was the Museum of American History, mm-hmm. and they actually just opened up their first uh, Latino exhibit. And that I was there opening weekend. Oh, good timing, right? Very good yeah. timing. And I, when I was in there, I walked around, and it, it was beautiful. You know, to see the Latinx representation. That the fact that it wasn't there before was a little bit of a problem, but <laughs> but it was great to see that there's finally something that's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think what also hit was there's actually a little portion of. Um, the museum that ha- has a LULAC exhibit. There's a l- and it's not even big. It's literally just a little squ- eight by ten picture that describes LULAC. But I thought that was the most amazing thing yeah. ever. Just to see, I'm like, wait, I'm a part of that. Yeah. You know, I'm a part of that right now. And to see where it all started was amazing. I mean, it's. I, I think just standing in there, looking around, and seeing just the history of Latinos in America, 
is what made it feel real and mm-hmm. it was what made it feel like i do belong here you know people like me do have you know an opportunity to make change here mm-hmm. and it, it was amazing i like that's the only word i can say it's just amazing <laughs> yeah well and now having that experience under under your belt how do you look to to translate that moving forward as you go forward whether the rest of your uh, Loris career or your career beyond Loris it, I know for Loris career I can tell you that um, what we ho- that's why we have our activism chair now mm-hmm. and it's hoping to not only do the research but to implement action whether it's you know what was one of the plans we have hopefully is getting a day at the Capitol where we take a couple of people and lobby for Latino social justice in Iowa mm-hmm. um, or it's just encouraging people to do their research and educate themselves um, on a career level I mean, We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, uh, I was told by every single person there, they were like, oh, when you're an intern in D.C., you always come back. You always come back. And uh, every on my last day there, they were like, yeah, we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. And they'd, they'd make jokes with me of like, oh, yeah, we'd never hire a college student. And they'd go, unless it's Andrew. Unless it's Andrew. So, so it, if there's opportunity out there, I wouldn't mind taking an opportunity. Um I do, I do want to get some experience on the Hill and working with uh, constituents. I think mm-hmm. that's something that's really important, and a lot of people don't know how easy it is to just contact your, your senator, your representative, and just to get the word out there about you know what anything, mm-hmm. whether it's a, an issue, whether it's something that you want fixed. Um, it's so easy to do it, but we don't know how easy it is. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting a little bit more Hill experience, if not... Um, any work within uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think I realized how much I loved it when I was out there too. Mm-hmm. Not only just from the museum, but uh, I had a colleague that I worked with. His name is uh, Ron Jackson. He was in, he started in DC in the seventies mm. and he, he would tell me, he's like, pick a date, pick a date. And I'll tell you um, what happened that year for me. And he told me stories from seeing Richard Nixon leave, ha- leave the white house to, you know, being alive when, you know, there was still water fountains that said colored people only, mm. you know? And so hearing that and, you know, he was telling me how much things have improved, but at the same time, sometimes some stuff is still going backwards mm-hmm. in time and it's not okay. So looking at that, I mean, it's, it's hard to say where I want to go right now. Um, DC, like I said, it was definitely something that I liked. Um, being at Loris has also proved that I like working with students as well. I mean, like I mentioned, I have my fifth group of students this year. I think that adds up to over a hundred students that I've worked with, you know, a hundred students that I've helped, or at least I'd like to say that I've assisted, (laughs) uh, with getting through their first year of college. And I mean, I have my residents that I've helped last year and this year, that's about 50 there. Mm -hmm. So what, I mean, that, that adds up to a lot of students that I've helped and, I, I mean, I love building a connection with students. I love working one-on-one with them, whether it's helping with, with classes, whether it's helping with social, anything social within mm-hmm. uh, Loris organizations or off-campus activities. I, I, I love being able to build that connection, especially mm-hmm. for my, my students of color and my first-gen students. It's something that I didn't have. You know, sure. it's, it's something that I went through. You know, I mm-hmm. was in their shoes. I, I struggled, too. I, I was scared to leave my room. I was scared to do stuff. And you know, I kind of, I tried to do the best I can, not necessarily to compare myself to them, but to tell them that they're, they're also capable of doing much. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have people like, I don't know if you know, uh, Sadie, 
Sadie is a for as a um, international student from Nepal. Okay. Who comes up to me and she's like, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. And I tell her, No, just be the first you. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that tell me that, like, Yeah, we're gonna be just like you. We're gonna be, and I'm like, No, don't say that. <laughs> I'm like, don't, you don't want to be like me. You want to be the first you. Right. And it's it, it's inspiring to me, and I I don't like to say or or see. I, I guess I don't take it in enough for people. People tell me like, yeah, you, you do so much for me. You mm-hmm. do so much for me, but it's, I don't do it cause I ha- have to do it. I do it cause I want to do it. Right. You know? And so it, as when it comes to careers, it, it's hard, you know, it's hard right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm interested in working with students, but I'm also interested in working on the, the bigger level of what can I do to help all students in the U S right. not just the students in this community. Right. And when, when with everything you're doing, it's always, there's always, you're learning more like, Oh, I didn't, there's yeah. something else that I could do. Something yeah. else. So, you know, at some point you'll find five minutes to yourself when you're not doing everything <laughs> else and you can take the time to think about it as to what you want to do with there, it. Right? There's time for that. Robert. <laughs> there is always time for that. And I, and I stress it not only to myself, but to my students is the importance of your mental health. And I think I mean, growing up, it wasn't really a thing, you know, Latinos really don't focus much on mental health. Mm-hmm. It's more of, it's more like, Oh, you're just, you're, you're stressed out. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You're good. You'll be fine. Just you'll get through it. Right. Versus when I came here, I realized the importance of, you know, maybe I should sit down and take some time for myself mm-hmm. or maybe it's okay to go to counseling and talk to somebody mm-hmm. about stuff. And, you know, I'm, I encourage it to my students a lot where I say, uh, when we, when we, when we do our sessions on time management, I, one of my things is like, okay, so where's the time for yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell them that because I struggled with that my first year. I never made time for myself. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just need to do everything. Boom, 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 right. boom. Now it's more like, okay, I'm going to do everything, but I'm also going to do everything to make myself feel good mm-hmm. and to make myself be comfortable and happy because I, I there's no way that I'm going to make other people happy until I make myself happy. Right. Well, well said. And uh, yeah, I mean, how do you move forward after you graduate if you've already burned yourself out in the four years while you're exactly, here? Exactly. Right? And it's not even a career yet. You know? <laughs> it's school. It's still school. So, so we're, we're going to do the best we can uh, to see what where, where I'm at and what I like by the yeah. end of the year. I mean, uh, I talked to Monsignor Ensler about, you know, working higher ed for a little bit and seeing, seeing how I liked that. So we'll, We'll, we'll see where I end up. Right. <laughs> we'll see. To be continued. To be continued, yeah. exactly. <laughs> In the meantime, I mean, Andrew, keep up the, the amazing work you're doing on campus, both just as a student, being an, uh, a peer advisor for other students, and just everything you're doing with Lula. I mean, everything that you're doing is, is amazing. And keep thank up the amazing you. work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. And. And I, I do want to stress again that you're going to hear more of Andrew again back on the yes. on, on the co- podcast. So <laughs> so stay tuned for that. But uh, Andrew Martinez, thank you so much for joining me, sharing your Loris experience, talking about your DC experience. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. It was awesome to. to this was that one hour a week where I just sit down and just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so so you gave me that time, and you know I love talking about myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> So it was great. So I really appreciate you having me and I look forward to future episodes with other Dewhawks as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks again. And, and thank you to all who listened into our discussion. Be sure to visit the Loris Daily at daily.loris.edu and you'll get more daily updates on news, features, podcasts, and other happenings across Loris. We hope you'll join us again for the next Dewhawk Digest. Till then, take care of yourselves and each other and go Dewhawks. Hawks.